dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez, and you're here for the Cheeky Punt Show, where we are going to be recapping what was round 16 and start a, a new thing for round 17, which uh, we don't know how we're going to split it up because it is from Thursday all the way through to Monday night. As always, I am here with Sauce. Yep. Hi, guys. We sort of get back to traditional football on the Thursday, Friday, and have they got some absolute blockbusters set up for the for coming into the last rounds, Pez? Oh, yeah, there are the absolute blockbusters. We've got Friday night, which is absolutely huge, Geelong versus Richmond. Um, we've also got the Saints play playing West Coast tonight for the winner would uh, guarantee a final spot as well. So uh, big stakes on the line coming into the first two games of the round. Don't undersell your uh, Saints there, Pez. You've got third versus fourth, Geelong versus Richmond, and fifth versus sixth, West Coast St. Kilda. Don't undersell it, mate. So two massive blockbusters. Oh, it's not as massive, that second one, mate, because uh, St Kilda, you know, probably around the, the eighth or ninth best team in the comp, somewhere around there. So we'll see if they can sneak into finals. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Well, talking about sneak in, Pez, I had a, a very great uh, week and I snuck into some form, so I'm very ready to go and review last week's uh, bets. Uh, are you ready to, to do that? Oh, I am, mate. I knew you'd be happy about it. You press that button. Review. It's no official review. Oh, Pez, you're not wrong. I've been very excited to get into this. After having a shocking three weeks, I finally found some form again, but I think I might have passed on my uh, bad form onto you, Pez. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a great round. A couple of results that I uh, wasn't too happy with, but that's what happens. I had had a bad round. I would call it a shocker, minus 36%, stake 200. I only returned 128. So lucky I got that bet up to return that 128. We look at the overall year. I've gone over the, the three gorilla mark source, staked uh, $3,000, $3,065, returned $3,788.70 for an ROI of 2361 So happy with the overall. Went down a little bit from last week. Well, I was up at the 27 like you were earlier in the year source. So it does fluctuate. <laughs> we just need it to fluctuate in the correct way. Yeah, and it does seem to drop quite quickly when you're losing, doesn't it? It's like the drop. You sort of crawl your way back up to 30, that 30 mark, and then whack, one week, and you're like, oh, there's 7% gone. Especially if you you bring up a donut or something like that, (laughs) something ridiculous, it's not good. Yeah, let's get into my round. I staked 170 for the the week and returned uh, something unprecedented for me, actually a win. The last three weeks, I've really been down on my luck. 377.25 returned. ROI is 121.5. Nine one. I staked two thousand five hundred and seventy-five dollars for the year. Returned two thousand nine hundred and nine dollars and sixty-five cents. Looking to go over the three grand threshold this week, Pez. Yeah, and an ROI for the season a very impressive twelve point nine nine percent. So right there on thirteen percent over our goal. We say this every week. Our goal for the whole season is a ten percent ROI at least. If we don't get that, we're probably uh, a bit disappointed. Uh, so we're both above that at the moment. We've got to keep above that because we've got a couple of rounds left until finals. Yeah, most definitely. We've got to try and keep uh, getting over that 10%, keep winning, keep winning, keep winning, and hopefully we return a third straight uh, positive season for Behind the Boundary Pez. 
that's it. We need to uh, return the money as we always do. So reviewing the actual round source, uh, we might start with your bet slip. Yeah, let's start off with uh, the bet slip that we posted on, I think it was Thursday night. No, it would have been Monday night or Tuesday night. It's really hard with the fu- uh, uh, the uh, Festival of Footy Part 2, <laughs> uh, the Melbourne versus Fremantle game. I had Fremantle uh, plus nine and a half. I thought they were absolute bargain of a, of a, um, a pick. Uh, Luke Ryan to get 15 or more. Uh, and they looked in control of that game early. They should have capitalised um, on Melbourne a lot earlier in front of goal. And then the rain came and I thought, yep, I'm safe. And then the rain stopped and Melbourne started to come and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble here. But uh, it, it saluted, so I got $49 back from that. Uh, a nice little profit for me. Yeah, very good. And I can see four green ticks out of the first five games, which is what you like to see. The other one, unlucky, and we spoke about that last time with West Coast not getting the chocolates against the Bulldogs and keeping their season alive. Uh, I didn't have a bet in this one, source, so I, I stayed away. I had no bet. Um, but I did like the plus nine and a half, plus ten and a half you could get for Fremantle before that game. That was very enticing. In Melbourne, season shot, team shot, culture shot, uh, everything shot. See you later. Yeah, see you later. And I think those words of see you later will be echoing quite uh, strong in Melbourne's uh, postseason because I think there's a few names that are going to get the tap on the shoulder, including probably their coach and probably some uh, coaching and directors as well. Yeah, you've 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 got to get it when you take. Uh, you, you say I have a go at players leaving St Kilda, but when you take someone on like Alan Richardson, who's a failure of a coach, over to be the director at Melbourne, uh, I don't know what else there is to expect over there. So he's overseeing overseeing shit, is what we can say. <laughs> I knew that you would take an opportunity to have another sling at Alan Richardson, mate. Uh, just because he's not at your club doesn't mean that you forgive and forget. You, uh, you obviously don't let that go. Well, you remember three years ago when we started this podcast and you said we were in profit for all three years, which is which is amazing so far. Um, with Alan Richardson, I was calling for his head really early on and I was really strong about it and I just wanted him to sack him, sack him. I didn't even want to go for St Kilda at one point because I, I hope we lo- lost enough games so they could actually tap him on the shoulder and say, see you later. Yeah, it was re- it was really interesting in the early uh, stages of our pod, Pez. The, the number one call that you made was right from week two, I think it was, uh, sack Richardson and that uh, campaign led you to all the way to the end of the year, a couple of years. Well, so it was very confusing <laughs> for that it lasted that long uh, and when it did, a joyous day for the pod, a joyous day for you, and a, joy- a sad day for Melbourne supporters. Yeah, it was, was it wasn't the best, but we'll move along with the bet review. Now, we're going to do this a little bit differently, Sauce, because I combine three games, and you can see on our Twitter app behind the bound, we put it up and you said, hopefully there's not going to be many little red crosses, and I've, I've tried to do my best to keep as many red crosses out of it and put as many green ticks there as we can. I didn't return anything. I've put a $20 bonus bet on this as a bit of fun. It was paying $85.24. I got one, two, three, four red crosses out of the 17 legs. So only hit 13 legs. So quite disappointing. Uh, some of the legs I missed would have been the GWS 25 plus margin, which wasn't ideal. Brisbane won to 39. They won by 45 points. Uh, took Miller to get 15, who went missing last night, just like the Gold Coast Suns. And um, yeah, that'd be that'd be the ones. Yeah. <laughs> So you did have a, a lot of uh, missed missed in that the Gold Coast Sun games as well as uh, some of the the other ones. But the first one that let you down was that one to thirty nine or no twenty five plus for for GWS pairs. Yeah, mate. And you talk about GWS. Talk about a team that continually lets you down. I was big on them about a month ago, saying they're going to make the finals. They're in the finals, perfect position, playing against the bottom of the ladder. Just get in there, get a win. However, however you need to do it. And Adelaide just dominated, and Riley O'Brien in the in the middle there 
kept getting clearances. His kicking is very awkward, but he gets the job done and kicks inside 50 as well. And GWS, I, I just don't know. They had Toby Green in the side. They had Lockie Whitfield. They've got all these players and they just don't know what to do with it. I think we talked about Melbourne uh, sacking their coach. I think Leon Cameron, yes, you made a grand final last year. It's time for you to go as well, mate. This is the perfect list for either Ross Lyon uh, or what Paul Ruse, someone else to come in and just and someone, really do it. someone who can uh, coach some accountability into these lads. Like, I think, I think the, the frustrating part about GWS is these stars that you mentioned, you know, Taranto, Whitfield, Coniglio, um, Green, they don't seem to step up when they're needed. Lockie Whitfield for the day, he was amazing in the end of the game. He ended up getting 24 and a half, but over 24 and a half, which was one of my bets, but. He went missing in that first quarter, and that's when he needs to stamp his authority on it. Same with Taranto, same with Coniglio, and same with Toby Green. Toby Green seems to pop up, and everyone's waiting for him to do something amazing. Make your impact at the start of the game, blow teams out of the water, and let them chase you because, yes, we've seen you do it before, but, but they can't continually go week in and week out chasing teams. They've got the talent on the, on the, on the, on the park. They need to go out and execute uh, some sort of game plan that builds accountability in defense as well as offense. I'd, I'd probably only give the tick and I'd give the, the cross to Lockie Whitfield for his game, even though he had 27 plus or whatever he had um, because of that first quarter. I'd only give the tick to probably Jeremy Cameron. He, he let us down on a, on a set shot, not let us down, let his, let his club down, let himself down on, a, on an easy set shot early on in the day there. But him playing more up the ground and getting more involved, he's a really good field kick. I think I'd give him a tick for, for his performance, but not many other Giants would get that tick. So uh, Giants going to struggle to make finals. They'll be playing next week, St Kilda, probably to see who makes it. Yeah, do or die for them. Speaking of green ticks, though, Pez, I got another green tick, so let's not overshadow that. I had a little two-leg multi. Uh, no need for a same-game bonus for this one. Sportsbet weren't offering it. So you know what? I took advantage of some guaranteed legs. Lockie Whitfield over 24.5, tick. Tim Taranto over 15, tick. That was returning a nice little uh, 233 after a power play, and I whacked 25 on that one, 58-25 return, Pez. I'm glad you mentioned that source because there is a little bit of confusion in gambling Twitter world with this same game multi-market. And we've seen some people who get offered exclusive offers at Sportsbet. Now, we know that um, I obviously don't have any exclusive offers and and don't get any offers from Sportsbet because I'm not allowed to do promotions. And (laughs) yourself, source, you do get the normal promotions, but uh, those exclusive offers are, are a rarity. I don't think in the 10, 11 years that I've been punting for, I've ever got an exclusive offer from Sportsbet. So I'd love... Love them to handball that my way. But the other thing is you said you took advantage of the power play. If you do a three-leg multi and they do have the special on, I have noticed some people putting it up online with the power play symbol source. And when it comes back and they say, oh, I lost one leg, I've got a bonus bet. I, I, I don't see that happening because in the terms and conditions, you can't power play it and get a bonus bet. So you've got to be really careful with this. Yeah, as we, as we preach a lot of the time, read those terms and conditions and – if you are one of those people that got a, um, an exclusive offer, definitely take advantage of it, but make sure that you read the terms and conditions and make sure that you're taking full advantage of it. Yeah, definitely. If you if you get that on your account, you take advantage of it while you can before they uh, ban you away. Yeah, let's get into uh, speaking of the teams that uh, probably should be banned playing fourth quarters after their performance against Carlton. Sydney Swans, they threw away a massive lead in this game. They kicked the first three goals of the game piled on another four in the second, and they were leading the game quite convincingly at one stage, probably five or six goals. And then Carlton went on an absolute tear in midway through that third quarter to um, just jump over the top of them and win by five points. Unbelievable comeback, this one. Um, how's, how's Cottrell? 
and his his reaction uh, after that goal, he was a scary looking, wasn't he? Did you hear his interview after say, you know, he just uh, sort of was watching Giannis during the week and did a Giannis celebration? Oh, Giannis, Ante, I can't say the name, Piers. I can't struggle. I struggle with the, Ante, Ante, uh, the AFL Ante, name. Kumbo. Ante, Ante, Ante Kumbo, I think. Yeah, um, what did he do? Did he injure his ankle and go off and abandon his team? <laughs> no, he did the the nice, the power, the, the double, the double, you know, I like to call it the gorilla, the gorilla flex, you know, going towards there, gave his chest a bit of a, a thump and he had an angry looking face and... What made it even more fearsome was he had the, had the redhead going and he had a little bit of a nosebleed as well. He looked very aggressive and very passionate. That's the best thing, though, passion, because that's what that footy club needs is passion, and they came back with that, which was awesome. Also saw a video of Cottrell the next day. I can't remember who <laughs> tweeted it out, but he's in the warm-up and he's screaming, the, you know, when you used to play uh, footy in the juniors, 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, and then he's just yelling, 9, 8. He's yelling in people's faces and getting up and about. So you love to see that energy in the footy club. Oh, 100%. And it's, it's a real shame that Carlton uh, have sort of left their fate in other people's hands. They can still mathematically make the the finals, but they should have shown that passion a lot earlier, being able to take control of their fate and beating a couple of those teams earlier in the year. Like we always say with Carlton, you've got to beat the teams below you. And this was a perfect example of they almost let a team sit in second last on the ladder, knock them off in a team they should really easily beat. Yeah, and uh, interesting stat that came out. Um, from my second favorite Twitter account, my favorite Twitter account, obviously being at Behind the Bound, but my second favorite Twitter account at Sir Swamp Thing actually tweeted out a stat about this. Carlton are the second team to come back after conceding the first seven goals since 2003. So there's only been two teams to do it this century, and Carlton are one of them, and Richmond did it against Hawthorne in 2003. So conceded the first seven, came back and won the game. Amazing stuff. Some uh, premiership pedigree there, Piers. Does that mean next year they're on for the premiership flag? No premiership. No premiership. <laughs> no good. Yeah, but it was a really entertaining game. Um, I steered clear in this one because of the exact thing that happened that I wasn't sure how Sydney would perform and I didn't know if uh, Carlton could get the job done. Lucky I stayed clear for that one. Yeah, stay clear. I, I wish I had to just put that as a singular same-game multi if I had any money left because that was a 225 and I got all those legs correct. But... Uh, yeah, it was combined with everything else, so there's a loss there. Yeah, the Brisbane Lions and, and Suns source, the last one. Yeah, a little disappointing from the Gold Coast Suns. I thought that they would come into this game with a bit of a chance, and I flirted a little bit with the uh, the 17 and a half line that uh, Gold Coast were offering, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know what? I'll stick to the 139, and uh, a little bit disappointing because I had the same game multi with a bonus bet. All of them got up except for Brisbane 139 and Jared Berry, who did his shoulder in that second quarter. Yeah, so unlucky for Barry. You, you would have thought the Suns could have come back and got that one to 39 margin because uh, Lions were down a couple on the bench. They had a couple of sore guys uh, with a massive corky. Uh, was it Lincoln McCarthy who got a massive corky as well? So uh, not not too good for them. Yeah, very disappointing. And uh, they seem to be coming into a little bit of form, Brisbane. I know that uh, they weren't imp- overly impressive, but... They definitely got their, their goal kicking a little bit more under control. So, you know, and I, when I say under control, you look at the stat sheet and you say 13, 10, well, they still missed a lot of them, but they weren't just spraying shots on goal. And they weren't, all the shots that they had on goal were decent shots on goal. They weren't just sort of, you know, spraying them at them like they, they regularly do. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. We, um, it, it happened. You had Cam Rayner, who had a bit of a blunder, he kicked three goals. Had a, had a great game himself, marked it a chess mark at top of the goal square and did a little around the corner, hit the belly of the ball and and kicked the point. And his coach was going absolutely mental. They're up 
Rainer had a bit of a laugh about it as well, and I'm sure he wouldn't be laughing now because Fagan would be like, that is the first and last time you ever do that, young man. Yeah, and that's a good um, – the commentary team said about the father figure that he has there, and, you know, we, we have actually spoken to, you know, Rainer about that sort of stuff, Pez, and he does talk about that, um, that he is, a you know, really a father figure, and he would have taken the – you know, seen the light-hearted side of that, but getting into the, the locker room after, they would have had a proper conversation about, you know, where to go and how to improve that sort of thing, you know. It's something that – you just take the you take the the easy option when the easy option is presented, and going back and kicking a goal and guaranteeing um a, you know a goal on the scoreboard. That's what you've got to do. The big positive out of that source is he didn't do it in a final. He, he did it in a game where they're up by 40, 40 plus or whatever, and you make that mistake there, and he won't make that mistake again. Because if you make that mistake in a grand final or something, and and it costs you. It'll sit with you forever. Yeah, and that's exactly what Brisbane are going to do the uh, the next two weeks. They've got uh, Sydney and Carlton in the next two weeks, and what they've got to do is make sure of no hiccups. They've got to take care of the teams below them, both teams below them, and they've got to fine-tune those things that could cost them finals. Like you said, silly mistakes, inaccurate goal-kicking, and you know steering from the game plan that, that has you know led them to finish top four this year. Uh, that's the thing, and uh, we've got Collingwood and Richmond who have just come off the bye in round 16, so... They'll, they'll come out and play. I'm looking forward to both of those clubs playing in round 17. We had our, our multi-source, which had lost it the last pod. We spoke about that in the last pod as well. So uh, that sums up our round. Bad round for me, good round for you. And we move on to the last two rounds of the, the year. And I'm very excited because I just got the, the tweet uh, that said, no late changes for either team tonight for St Kilda or West Coast, which means one of my favourites, Max King, isn't a laid out like last week, which was absolutely devastating. So let's get into the bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxie. Do you, want, do you want some as well? And I, I said, Oh, Pez, two rounds to go. Two rounds to go. Coming into September, well, already in September, coming into finals, ready to get started on a big round 17. Start us off, Pez, with those specials. Sinan takes a special and goes bang. Well, obviously, Sauce, we say goodbye to BetEasy. Uh, we said goodbye to them uh, a few days ago now, and so we don't have them on our betting specials anymore because they're not there. So Sportsbet are the ones. Now, Sportsbet, Tab, Ladbrokes, Neds, they've all got around the, the same game multi-special this week. They, they game The round wasn't starting on a Saturday, so they had people working during the week, which is good because we've got some specials to show. So we've got <laughs> Thursday, Friday night matches, which is tonight and tomorrow. Three-plus league, same game multi, up to three refunds per match. Tab have... Three-plus legs, same-game multi for Thursday, Friday games at the moment. It'll probably be updated on Saturday with some more specials throughout the round. We'll see. Neds and Ladbrokes both have $2 lines. Ladbrokes have a same-game multi for the Cats-Tigers tomorrow special. Neds have the same-game multi special for Geelong-Richmond tomorrow night. Bet365 have their AFL early payout and footy multi-bet offer. And PointsBet have the lead at halftime. You win Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. AFL, make sure you read the terms and conditions to make sure. They've also got some player markets where they merge them together and put the little photos on there. I'm not going to read through them all, Source. If you if you want to see them, you can go on at Behind the Bound and check it out. If you've got any questions about the specials and the, the terms and conditions thing, then you're not too sure from reading the terms and conditions, go on our Twitter at Behind the Bound, comment on the betting specials page, and we'll do our best to help you out. Yeah, most definitely. Make sure you jump on there. 
and also give us some feedback, uh, some advice, and most importantly, we do the best so that you can uh, maximise some profit. That's it. So making sure that you do take advantage of them when they're there and you take advantage of them in the right way and you don't accidentally make a mistake and, uh, and cost yourself. All right, Pez. No mistakes here. Let's get into two big blocks, blockbusters. We are splitting this round. We're going to do the Thursday, Friday night games tonight uh, and put our bets down. Then we're going to have another show on Saturday and then another show, Pez. Big weekend for us on Sunday. So three shows over the next four days. It's going to be busy for us, Pez, but it does mean lots of opportunity for some value. An opportunity to maximize the profit with the most up-to-date information that we can get our hands on. So we're only going through the two games. Uh, I don't have a multi-source. I'm not sure if you do this round, so it might be a short bet slip, but we get to look forward to another bet slip on Saturday and on Sunday. Yep, exactly right. I've got no multi for this one either, Pez, uh, as you said. Um, we're trying to maximize that profit. Let's get into, as I said, the first of the two Thursday, Friday night, absolute blockbusters. The AFL, hats off to you for setting up Thursday night and Friday night football and giving us some real great things to lead into our weekend. We start off with St Kilda, 6th versus 5th, as I mentioned earlier in the show. The Saints have come in at $1.71, and Pez, you have been watching them all day. They've been in, they've been out, they've been over, they've been under. They come up to West Coast, who are the outsiders at 2.15. The line is at 5.5. Pez, tell us about the fluctuations of today. Oh, it's, it's crazy. When I first saw the market, it was a $1.85 St. Kilda, no, $1.85 West Coast favourite, $1.95 St. Kilda, and St. Kilda came in pretty quickly with West Coast missing the likes of Luke Shuey, Elliot Yo, um, a few others I'm sure they're missing as well. Nat Nui does come back in, which I'm a little bit nervous about being a St. Kilda man, but I'm staying away from the result in this one because I, I'm nervous as hell. I would probably... Uh, Take, take a little bit of West Coast at 225 if I wasn't a St Kilda supporter earlier in the week. But looking at their outs and things, I'm not too sure. I've still got to do my tips for tonight as well, Sauce, so don't let me forget that after the show. <laughs> I have to uh, prob- probably tip St Kilda, being either first or second in all the, all the tipping comps that I'm in at the moment. I need to really think about this one. So uh, same game multi at the moment. Uh, I've got one paying $2.05. I put the max 50 on it. This is with the special because they're on Thursday and Friday nights. I've got Jack Steele to get 20 or more. He's very quickly becoming one of my favorite players in the comp and a top five Brownlow chance this year. Andrew Gaff to get 20 or more out on the wing there for West Coast. Zach Jones to get 15. That can contest a type in the middle. He's really important to St. Kilda midfield. And Brad Hill to get 15. Keep using him. He doesn't get his own ball. He doesn't get a contested ball. We're paying him big money to kick and deliver the ball, pass him the ball. Yeah, and he's a beautiful kick of the uh, the football as well. Pez, what, what sort of odds does that get you? Yeah, that's uh, $2.05, so a, a quick double up if I if I can get that one up. Yeah, geez, you played it really safe there. What, five legs to tr- just go over that $2 threshold, mate, <laughs> looking at those terms and conditions? F- four legs. You, you had, to, had to get over two bucks to get that special in. I wanted to go to the three legs at $1.80, but I needed to put that fourth one in there to get that bit of insurance. So um, hopefully that can still work in my favour. Yeah, yeah. hopefully it does, Piers, because if those things sort of happen, you had a lot of St Kilda players in there. I'm guessing uh, my multi will get up, and I've actually bought in my same game multi, Piers, St Kilda to win, because I'm pretty confident that not only can some of those outs contribute to a St Kilda win, but the way that they play football... 
Um, I think that they, they they over the last eight weeks, West Coast aren't as good as we are making them out to be. They've had two wins in their last five, but they realistically should have lost three of those games. They should have lost to Eston. They lost every sort of stat you can talk about, inside 50s, efficiency, and they were lucky that uh, they played Eston and realistically a poorer football club or they would have uh, lost that game. They should have. They lost to the Western Bulldogs most definitely. Uh, and they probably should have lost to GWS too, only be out realistically playing one quarter of football and being outplayed for the rest. So my money is with uh, the Saints. I've got a three-leg same-game multi. I've got head-to-head St Kilda, as mentioned. And I like that if you're playing against West Coast, generally if you're an uncontested player, you get more of the pill. You're averaging three or four more touches. So I've gone with Jack Billings to get 15 and Brad Hill to get 20 to continue his amazing form. So, yes, as Pez said, I'll echo that. Kick him the football. Give him the football all night, please. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. If I, I really hope your multi gets up being a St. Kilda <laughs> fan because that'll guarantee uh, finals, which after last week against Hawthorne without their two key forwards, it didn't look like they're, they're the actual side to to play finals. You know, I don't rate them that highly where other people probably have a fifth, sixth best in the competition somewhere around there and I'm I'm around eighth or ninth. So a little bit nervous for this one like I was heading into the St Kilda Melbourne game. Yeah, most definitely. So that one I forgot to mention gives me uh, odds of $3.60. I didn't power play so I am going to have the special of one leg fail money back. 25 on the nose for that one. There we go. Then we get into the blockbuster, the game of the round. Game of the round. This will be an absolute big one. Some people might be even saying it is the grand final preview. What it will determine, though, it will determine who is going to finish uh, in the top four if West Coast and, you know, between West Coast and St Kilda, the loser has the opportunity to drop out. Fingers crossed my cats can get it done. But Geelong come in at favourites $1.65. Richmond outsiders at two twenty five. The line is four and a half. That ha- did start earlier in the week at three and a half, but it has come in a little bit. Pez, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I don't have much thoughts about this one because in all honesty, it's, it's Thursday today. Been working from home remotely like everyone else is in Victoria or in Melbourne at least. And I've been thinking about St Kilda Eagles game all day, not knowing what's going on with it. So I haven't had time to think about it. I might put out a live bet tomorrow when I've got uh, more time and this game's out under my belt. So at the moment, I'm a no bet. That'll be put out on Twitter. Uh, but tomorrow, if I like something, I will I will post that out. Which way are you leaning, Pez? Just from a head-to-head point of view, Geelong or Richmond? Um, I would lean with Richmond still having some big names out. I'd lean towards Geelong in red-hot form with Tom Hawk down there, Dangerfield getting the job done, the likes of Menangola, Guthrie, Duncan. You've got a really great core there at the moment at Geelong, and uh, I think they can get the job done. Richmond's defence is, is pretty impressive, though, so it uh, depends how they, what pressure they can put on. I'm, I'm looking forward to the spectacle. Yeah, it should be an absolute spectacle. There's always a great game between um, Geelong and Richmond, no matter where it played, no matter it played at the G or Skilled Stadium or in this one uh, somewhere up north, so at Metricon, which is I'm sure Richmond will still find a, a way to talk about that. But I'm going with, uh, as you said, those red hot cats. How can you not tip against? Um, how can you not tip for your own team when your team is performing as well as them? The last eight weeks, their average winning margin has been 35 points or more. They're stacking on the goals. They're stacking in the inside 50s. I love watching them play. As you said, Tomahawk is looking like a man mountain out there, just dismissing all the little boys that he comes up against, kicking goals, a shoo-in for the, the, the Coleman. I've gone with the Cats at the line. Max bet, minus four and a half, $2 at Ladbrokes. Done and dusted, Bez. Two bucks. There you go. You you take that. You double your money. How much you put on that? Fifty. The maximum, Pez. Max. 
max money coming, trying to get dollar-dollar bills, trying to keep that hot streak going like you do have source, trying to get that ROI fluctuating in the right direction as we always do. Now, that will sum it up for today, only going through the two games. And that's lucky that we're doing it because I haven't thought past tonight my Saints playing against the West Coast Eagles. Uh, two of my favorite teams to actually watch uh, play the game. And St. Kilda were very disappointing last week against Hawthorne. So I hope Max King can you know clunk a few tonight against this really quality West Coast outfit. But enough of me talking about St. Kilda. I've actually got to, got to go and do some tips and uh, capping comp and lots of different things that you've got to do before the round starts. And we're under pressure here remotely when the rounds start very, very quickly after the last one ends. So I'm Pez. Peace out. That's right, Pez. 40 minutes until tip-off. Get those tips in. I'm still Source. We'll catch up next time. And as always, if you're having a bet, make sure it is responsibly. Now you're-